If you're 60 years old today, there's a good chance you'll live to 100. Are you prepared? Welcome to Your Longest Life, the podcast all about exploring how we can live our best life as we age. Here's your host, Ian Thompson. Uh, Good morning and welcome. This is Ian Thompson, the host of the podcast, Your Longest Life, how to live your best life to 100 and beyond. And that's a great goal, isn't it? And I'm super excited today to have as my guest, Meg Selig. And Meg is an author. She's a blog writer. She's written a couple of books. Meg, I'm just going to go down them here. Uh, First one was Change Power, 37 Secrets to Habit Change Success. And the latest one is Silver Sparks, Thoughts on Growing Older, Wiser, and Happier. Yay. So that's good news. And uh, Meg joins us from St. Louis. Good morning, Meg. Good morning, Ian. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Oh, great. Well, I'm, I'm super happy that, uh, that you decided to come on here. And, we, you know, before we came on, we were talking about the pandemic because everybody talks about the pandemic, don't we? How could That's we not? Right. And then when you're talking about your book, you actually wrote it during the pandemic. So talk about that for a minute. Right. Um, I had been wanting to write a book for a long time. I didn't think it was a book about healthy aging. My, my first book that you mentioned was a book about habit change. And uh, that was from 2010. And so I thought, well, I'll write a book about, since I wrote a book about how to change behavior habits, I'll write a book about how to change uh, unhealthy thinking habits. But I fell in love with the topic of healthy aging. And as soon as I realized that was the book I wanted to write, I could not be stopped. I... (laughs) (laughs) I just went into my study uh, at a certain time every day, and I, I, I wrote this book from a combination of blogs, personal essays, uh, short an- anecdotes, because I was shocked to learn that getting older was actually a happier time for most people, mm. that surveys from all over the world showed that older people in general were happier people. Now, I don't want to be a Pollyanna. There are challenges that definitely come with aging, Um, but they had been highly exaggerated that many people, um, in fact, most people feel happier as they get older through the decades of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s until until the very end when obviously uh, disability and death do overtake us. I mean, we are human. But um, I was so astonished. I kept reading this over and over again to make sure I had really understood it. And And I did this even though I myself have been happier as the decades have gone by. And I I really do think this is my happiest time of life, that I have more opportunities now to do the things I really want to do uh, as an older person. So as we talk, I'll I'll, um, try to reveal more about what I've learned. Well, that's one of the reasons I found you online was that the headline of this article was great. Do you have FOGO? Do you have FOGO? I thought, what the heck's FOGO? We got BOGO. We got buy one, get one. Now we got FOGO. <laughs> it's the fear of getting old. And it's funny, I was sitting here with my assistant a couple of weeks ago and I said, oh, I'm going to interview 
Meg, we're going to talk about the fear of getting older. She says, oh, that's what I have. And she's 30. And I'm thinking, wow, oh, wow. Really? yeah, yeah. And then uh, this morning I was, my wife and my son were there and, and my wife, Carol said, geez, I'm, I, I think I have that too. I, I, I'm not really sure. And it's, uh, it's obviously people think about it, isn't it? Yes. And people begin describing themselves as older uh, at such young ages. I can't believe that, <laughs> that this 30-year-old thought she was old. And I, I, I hope that my work can change that just a little bit because, in fact, uh, 30 is no longer old. And the definition of what is old keeps getting pushed forward. What is the definition of old? Why don't we stop there for a second? I mean, I used to think it was, I used to think it was anybody 20 years older than I am. Is that? (laughs) I think 40, 60, 20, 40, you know, is that true? I have read that many people think that old is 20 years older than what I am right now. Now, I am going to reveal my age here because <laughs> I think to, anyone I who writes that. about aging <laughs> has a moral obligation to reveal their age. And I am 76, about to be 77 in September. And uh, the definition, so I can no longer say that older is 20 years old. <laughs> well, my mom's 95. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, The definitions keep getting uh, pushed forward, as I say, and I have a little place in my book where I talk about that, how old is old. And right now, people, sociologists are dividing old, older age into young, old, middle, old age and old, old age. So young, old age is age 65 to 74. Um, Middle, old age, which is where I am right now, I've entered (laughs) that portal, 75 to 84. And old, old age is 85 and above. And sometimes that group is called the oldest old. But if life expectancy gets pushed forward even more, those categories will change. And I would like to note that middle age is usually considered to be ages 45 to 65. So if you've just turned 40, you are not old. You are not even (laughs) middle-aged. So tell your friends. Okay. All right. All right. And maybe it's because, maybe it's because the, I'm I'm thinking the things I haven't done. Is that what brings it on? Because I haven't done this yet. I haven't, I don't know, whatever it is you're planning to I haven't found the right person to spend my life with or and and time's not my friend. Does is that maybe what makes people think that way? Maybe so. Um although I think that there's uh I think you have to set priorities as you get older. You cannot maybe do absolutely everything on your bucket list. But maybe you can think about what the top three things are. Uh, I've also noticed among many of my friends that the super exciting things like traveling to see the ancient temples of Cambodia, you know, uh, traveling does get harder as as you get older, Uh, even if you don't have any disabilities, but you're sitting for a long time. 
and so on. So maybe, uh, so what the research says is that most older people have learned to appreciate the small pleasures of life, which turn out to be not so small after all, sitting in your, your garden, gardening, having lunch with a friend, trying a new dish at a new restaurant. Um, all those little things just become so pleasurable or maybe even doing hometown touring, seeing something different, mm. uh, for example, in your, in your hometown. These little things, so-called little things, um, can become very important. And in fact, uh, the longest lived people uh, are those in, in Japan. I'm blanking on the uh, particular area where yes. they live, but um, Part of the blue zone, they right. actually uh, have a word for relishing these small pleasures. And, and they, the fact that this is part of their culture, I think, is one of the reasons why they are so long-lived. So I would just encourage everyone, yes, think about what is on your bucket list that you really want to do at this point, and also just uh, enjoy and be grateful for the small pleasures that you actually can experience. I was going to mention one of the... Um some of the research you did, uh, 62%, 4.2 million tweets posted about aging in the last 12 months were negative. So unfortunately, negative is the perception of bad news. Right. This is, this is just not going to work out for me or it's going to get worse because we tend to talk about things that are negative and play down the positive thing. We're, we're funny people, aren't we? Right? Yes. As, as human beings, we're, we always, oh, look at this calamity. And, and is that because of, you know, social media? I've got my phone here and we bring the whole world's problems into us every day. And we think, wow, this is, this is a problem. I better be unhappy or something. Well, or psychologists tell us that we have a, human beings have a built-in negativity bias. And we had to have that to survive. So if we saw a glimpse of something moving in the bushes, we had to assume it was a saber-toothed tiger and get out of there fast. And this negativity bias has helped us to survive. But um, now I, I think uh, we have enough of that to help in our survival. And it's important to cultivate more of a positive mindset. I see you have think positive <laughs> yes, behind <I> do. <laughs> And I have noticed that you can find the positive people wherever you are. I am on Twitter. That research took place in 2014. And I think things have changed even since then because now maybe I've just sought out a positive corner of Twitter. I think wow. that can happen. But I'm yes. linked up with many people who are devoted to exposing ageism, for example. and. Um, who uh, broadcasts the positive news about aging. And, you know, of course, no one knows how old you are on Twitter. So you know, <laughs> right. you're covered there. But yeah, yeah I, think that, um, I think that things are changing. And I hope to be a small part of bringing about that change because there is uh, there's so much good news about aging. 
mm-hmm. and about being intentional about what you want to do with really, we have an extra 30 years of life as one expert, Laura Karstensen from Stanford has pointed out, you know, what are we gonna do with these 30 extra years we need to think about that. You know, how do you want to spend, you in general, want to spend uh, the extra years that you have? This is such a great problem to have. It's a gift. Um, it's a gift. It is definitely a gift. Okay, and let's get into this. It's, you've got like three happy truths about getting older. Yes. That sounds good. Number one, it says older people tend to be happier. Talk about that. Right. Uh, well, I think it's because older people have figured out, I I think it has to do with that older and wiser um, stereotype that actually turns out to be somewhat true. Um, We've learned how to have a good day. We have learned to be grateful that we've had the opportunity to get older and we have so many options, especially in, I would say, young old age and middle old age, we have so many choices about what kind of retirement we want to have. And I think that uh, I that if you cultivate the attitude of gratitude, Uh, you do feel happier. It's been well-researched that these two things are linked. There um, There are many studies. One is the three good things study where people who have been asked to think about three good things that happened and write those things down at the end of the day or just think about them and do this for just one week are happier six months later. So as you get older and begin to think about the good things and focus on the positive things that happen to you, uh, I think it's partly you become happier because you are more grateful for uh, what is good in your life. And um, so I think it's partly that you have more choices as you get older. and partly that you are more grateful. And I think that uh, some of the research says that you also also have better mental health as you get older. You have fewer problems with depression and anxiety and you have stronger relationships, which itself makes you happier. Mm -hmm. Now you also uh, said older people tend to be healthier. And my perception is that younger people don't think that way. I agree. agree? Younger people most definitely do not think think that way. They think of older people as decrepit. And uh, there there are only, to counter that, I I would argue that there are only about about 1% of older people are in nursing homes. Um, And while... I cannot deny that there are more aches and pains and uh, problems as one ages. Laura Carstensen, the researcher I mentioned earlier, has looked at this and most people who are older um, 
feel healthy because they are still able to do the things they want to do, which there again, it's a, it's a matter of setting priorities. So, but I was shocked by that too, that older people are healthier people. And in fact, I think the whole narrative that we were taught about getting older is actually the reverse. We are happier as we get older. We are healthier in the ways that matter, maybe not healthier than, than a young person of, of 35, but um, we've been able to maintain our health. So um, it, it's really amazing. We, we really need to uh, retell the story of growing older. And, and your article continues on with draft a plan for healthy aging. Uh, and of course, the first one is counter physical decline with exercise and healthy lifestyle practices. Can you highlight some of those? Yeah. Um, first of all, if I think anyone who who reads a newspaper or lis listens to any type of media knows that every day there's some new benefit of exercise. Exercise is just so important for maintaining strength, energy, vigor. I, I would just argue that uh, uh, exercising in whatever way you can is a must. In fact, my mm -hmm. latest blog is about uh, making, if, if you're not exercising, making it easier for yourself and not setting the bar too high, just starting out with something. Um, and so I would, I would uh, urge everyone to develop an exercise program and also to do little teeny amounts of exercise when they can't do what they consider to be their regular daily exercise. Take a little stroll. Every little 10 minutes counts. Um, and I would, uh, you know, of course, the healthy eating, getting seven to nine hours of sleep seems to be important. Um, avoiding the things that, add, that potentially could cause Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. Uh, you know, don't smoke, don't drink too much. Um, uh, avoid don't go out on days when air pollution is high. That seems to be something that right. older and younger people seem to be particularly susceptible to is yeah. uh, unhealthy air. We're running into that here with British Columbia with our wildfires. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're where you are, but here it's quite, it's like we're pretty lucky here on Vancouver Island, but certainly on the this, interior. The wildfires illustrate that we are all linked because the wildfire mm -hmm. smoke is actually causing pollution throughout the Midwest of the United States. So I am breathing the pollution from the, uh, the fires out West. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, there you go. Um, what else have you got? Another fear, counter the fear of memory loss. So we're thinking if I'm 63, I'm thinking, geez, I don't want to, you know, lose my capacity and what, what kind of tips do you have for that? You talk about meditation as an example. Uh, right. Um, keeping your blood pressure low, uh, avoiding falls, um, hmm. uh, avoiding uh, some of the things that I mentioned before. Don't, don't smoke. 
uh, avoid pollution days. Um, yes. So, uh, I think uh, dementia is a bit dementia is a concern, isn't it? Yes, it is. I was surprised that more people didn't mention that as a concern in that survey that Pfizer did about fear of aging. Most most people seem to be afraid of losing their physical strength. There were there only I think about twelve percent were afraid of uh, uh, falling victim to some form of dementia. But so that was a surprise. Yeah, so, my family and I were talking about that this morning. But when you get if something happens to you at whatever age, here would you rather be physically challenged or mentally challenged? That you don't have a choice, of course. But if you did, which would you pick? And it's kind of a I don't know. It's a tough one, right? That is a tough one. And I I just want to mention too that uh, we want to avoid. Uh, hearing loss because that is apparently also linked to dementia and it's it's less well known but if you can't process what people are saying you tend to isolate yourself and of course that is not good for you either so um next one you got is count to the fear of running out of money right and and i think that uh yeah if if you have that fear then what you need to do is talk to someone now about maybe a career change. Um, mm-hmm. They're taking a second job, um, spending less and saving more because I have found that as I age, I'm realizing, wait a minute, I'm at the age now. This is what I've saved for. So um I like to be able to splurge a little bit on things that really matter, uh, like uh, maybe, uh, as you know, I, I just came back from a family visit, and usually I skip over that, hey, do you want to uh, up your status on this <laughs> airplane by paying right. an extra whatever, and I decided, well, you know, isn't this what I've saved for? How about a bigger <laughs> seat on the airplane? Uh, you know, how about an aisle seat? So anyway, I think I do not intend to overspend. I'm, I simply don't have that in me. But uh, I think, you know, the occasional splurge or uh, solving, it's good to be able to solve some problems with money. When I get to the point where I can't drive again, I'm going to, Mm-hmm. Take an Uber uh, right. or a taxi. So uh, it's good to have a little money for those small pleasures. And number four, you've got counter fears of loneliness. And boy, the more I read about that, that is just a huge, a huge part of aging. And uh, I know in England, they have a minister of loneliness in the government. Yes, that I have heard that also. Yeah. That is really so just- interesting. I guess that is something we can intentionally plan for, too. To me, that seems to be a solvable problem. You, uh, by If you maintain your social connections throughout life, cultivate your friendships, um, connect often with family, uh, and I have found that those little interactions with strangers boost my mood. And apparently that's true of many of us that, that uh, 
uh, you know, going to the same coffee house every day and having the barista know what you like, um, you know, is something that can allay loneliness. But I do think that we have to rethink some things about aging rather than isolating people, uh, mm-hmm. housing them all together. Uh, mm-hmm. But even even then. Looks like you're frozen there, Meg. Uh-oh. Did you freeze up on us? No. It looks like you did. Well, Meg, thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry, you're frozen up at the end there. I didn't get to say goodbye, but geez, we were right there, weren't we? <laughs> well, let's finish off with our uh, uh, quote from your article, Meg. I'll just read it for us here. It says, from former broadcaster Annie Rooney. Remember, him used to be on uh, CBS. It says, I didn't get old on purpose. It just happened. If you're lucky, it could happen to you. So thank you to my guest, Meg Selig. And Meg joined us from St. Louis today. And uh, you can reach out and uh, find her book on Amazon, uh, Silver Sparks, Thoughts on Growing Older, Wiser, and Happier. Okay, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Your Longest Life with Ian Thompson. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and share it with others. For more info, articles, and to get in touch with Ian, visit yourlongestlife.com.